Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? I fuck with what y'all got going on and what y'all represent. You know what I'm saying? We want people to leave greater than they came. We want people to leave with an aha moment. Because black people don't like going to therapy. Right. Y'all made therapy cool. Yeah. And you got an elder on social media talking about relationships. Like, that's not something we see all the time in it. The concept of it, you know what I'm saying, basically address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got. Toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma. And it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of scrolling. If I could go to Shade Room, I could go to Full Circle TV. You know everything come full circle. I just so love watch it come full circle. And I can never let the bad vibes inside my circle, no. Welcome back to another episode of Relationship Goals, the podcast, where our goal is to encourage our listeners to do the work, be able to have those hard conversations, and cultivate healthier relationships. Relationship Goals, the series, is a series created by Full Circle Television, featuring people in romantic, familial, and platonic relationships, opening up about the joys and tests of their relationships and how they navigate through life. This week, we are talking friendship, y'all. Have you ever had to tell your friend some really big news and didn't know how they were going to take it? Well, these friends have. Join us as we sit down with Shay, Envy, Marcus, Tyson, Eddie, Lewis, Stephanie, and the Ebony's as they talk about friendship. We got the magic happening. Girl, the feeling is great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Everything that we need, everything that we beg, girl, the magic's happening. And the feeling is great, and this feeling is great, girl, the magic happening, happening, it's happening. Um, I think that I understand why a lot of people say men and women can't be friends, because it there are lots of cases in which people cross those lines. I think it's beautiful our situation. One, because I do have that friendship with his entire family. And, like, we, again, it's all about respect um, and character. Um, I like to consider myself a person of integrity. And I think when you have two people who are not looking for any added benefits, then you can get those, you can get a male and a female and be perfectly fine. And I think one of the... um, the icebreakers for us was when Rachel actually yes, acknowledged yeah. me yeah. as his friend. It was like, okay, we good then. Because, you know, I, I, I came in after the marriage. And a lot, you get a lot of that where um, people are like, no, he can't have any extra friends uh, that wasn't here before me because that's weird. Rachel. Rachel says. Yeah, she has, she has said that too. Um, so, yeah, so I think so that was big for me just to like, Oh, it's just my friend. That's it. But I think that the I understand why people say it, but I also understand that it's definitely possible for a man and a woman to strictly be friends and not want anything extra from each other. I'd agree. Um, and for the record, I mean, Rachel didn't really just like acknowledge. So acknowledge would be me saying like Stephanie is my friend. And she was like, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Rachel basically told me uh, I'm a cognac in conversations like, yeah, you got a couple best friends. Um, and Stephanie is one of your best friends. And I'm just like, I really, 
I really don't even like Stephanie like that, but <laughs> I think she knew the truth. I mean, uh, she she was always solid, so um, that part was good. But I think it was a big piece for me because it is it is super important for me to make sure um, any relationship that I have with the opposite sex that my wife is comfortable with that, um, and she is. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I think she it speak to um, Stephanie's character. It speak to you. Know what I'm saying mine too, but I just it's it's one of the things where it could get kind of tricky if you. You have uh, a man, uh, you know, a male and a female who spend as much time as we spend together uh, between printing and between her being around. Uh, but the, I guess the biggest part of that is a lot of the times if we around each other, it ain't always just because it's me and you being around each other. It's sometimes it's because she is there. She's invited to everything I'm invited to, you know what I'm saying, based off of uh, the relationship she had with my family. So. No one feels uncomfortable. So our kids' relationship probably, it really did help build our relationship because my daughter has always been crazy about her son since they were at the daycare. In fact, I can remember vividly that our kids went on a field trip at the daycare and I think they might have went to Discovery World or something like that. And an older boy was messing with her son. And when we came back to daycare, all I heard was that my daughter had put this older boy like in a closet or something and had hemmed him up like, don't you ever with <laughs> her son. And I mean, she did that to her son too. Uh, she times. She definitely she, she checked him. She, she used to check him before he was taller than her. She used to check him like, no, you gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call him baby, baby, baby because she was not playing no she games. She was for she sure. She was not playing no games about her son. That was her best friend. That was the love of her life. And it wasn't nothing you could tell her. Me, you, a teacher, <laughs> an older kid, nothing. Wasn't nobody coming between their relationship. But um, our co-parenting relationship, kids build trust with people that is consistent with them. So I felt like her kids saw that I was a consistent thing in their life. My kids saw that she was something consistent in my life. So it just, it clicked, it bonded. Once I left my kid's dad, we were all missing, everybody's missing a piece of something or whatever. And as best friends or friends in general, that's our job. That's my duty to make sure you good, straight. to make sure you straight, right? And I don't mean just you. I mean, in any relationship, if you loving my kids, I'm going to love you to the max, too. So, yeah, no, they cash out me all the time. Like, Mama Shay, you got 10, you got 20, mm -hmm. and I send me send and she way more domestic than me. So, you cook? We are. We are. I'm naming the kids. Like, hey, text her and see <laughs> so we And that's true. Before I moved to Chicago, I ended up living with her for like a month or whatever. And nobody knew. Nobody knew. We ain't told a soul. We ain't told a soul. But every day she kept saying, so you really gonna leave me, huh? Because <laughs> mind you, she said a month. So I'm thinking if she pulled on my card or what, what's happening? Is she leaving or not? But the whole month I was there, like, I cooked breakfast, I cooked dinner, I cooked lunch. And it wasn't because I wasn't working. It's just what I do for That's my kids or whatever. So we all appreciated her. <laughs> they did. So when I left, her kids was all like, so so who going to cook now? Because <laughs> I ain't a cooking everyday type of person. You not. Mm -mm. You try harder now, though. I must say so. You know why this whole quarantine thing got everybody feeling down? So I feel like, you know, a meal will help the kids. A meal will 
like seriously. But our that was such a big help. Our kids are as much best friends, sister, brother as we are friends as well. One thing she never gonna sink if I'm around. I'm never right. gonna sink if she around. If it costs twenty to do something and she got ten and I get ten, we're gonna put it together, we're gonna figure, figure it out. out. Who needed <laughs> low keto? She gonna cash out a few other people like send me twenty, send me twenty. Do send I come me, You come through, hey, come Listen, through. I come through. Like, but we call, that's all. We gonna make it happen. So it, it it just flows. Like kids like consistency as well, and they gravitate to people who they know are genuine with them. So that's uh, it. Yeah. Get on my last nerve. How I communicate, how she gets on my nerves. I think initially, like, I just fall back. Oh, or if we're in a moment together and she said or did something that kind of pisses me off, I just kind of give her a look like, bitch, you doing a little too much. You know what I mean? But if we're not in the same um, vicinity together, I probably just fall back for a couple days. And then, you know, I'll give her a call. She's like, oh, we cool now. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is why I was mad. And we just keep it moving. Like we just had that type of friendship to where it ain't no hard feelings, but I know how I am and I gotta I can be a little disrespectful when it comes to my tongue and I I cherish our friendship too much to go off on her if I'm feeling a certain type of way. So I just fall back and we come back and then be cool. With me, um silent. We get real quiet. Or I'm like, girl, you're doing too much. <laughs> like or Ab, you being a brat. Ab is the only child. Oh Lord. So she is a big brat. So I'd be like, Ed, chill out, please, just chill out, like calm down. So she know, but most of the time, like if it's serious, like we get silent, like and we know that's our time to give each other a break. Yeah, but I also wanted to go back on. It was a couple weeks ago, and I was over at your house, and Didi was there, and I had you called me, and I was like, I was just. Calling to see if I was just being a brat or if I was being oh, a yeah. I forgot why we Okay, so y'all Louis Vuitton has pissed me off. Oh. I bought my best friend a bag for her birthday. March twenty third, I got an email saying, Well basically it's delayed. It won't be there till the twelfth. This is all after Corona. So her birthday is on the 26th. I had this plan, like wake up, give her a bag. You know, like that's my, I'm sorry I told you, but like that's my, I cherish you. I thank you for everything you do for me and my children. You're always there. You allow me to live my life. I thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And that's how I wanted to show you. You know, we besties. We wear bags together, okay? Mm -hmm. If I got a Louis, you should have one too. <laughs> but... So she was like, oh my God, like you didn't do nothing. I guess her mom had upset her as well. So she was under the impression that I wasn't giving her anything. So I'm getting my hair done. She calls me like, D, my little cousin. She hates when I say that, my cousin. But she calls me like, you know, um, we got a little problem. Like, Ed feel like you ain't doing nothing for her. Like, she feel like you let her down. Every year I go all out for Ed. Like, I spoil her. Like... And she was like, you never let her down. She feels the type of way. I'm like, okay. So I tell Ed, like, for this one time, I just asked you to chill out. Because this was all out of my control. Nobody asked Rona to come in here fucking up stuff. I'm like, nobody asked that. So it's like, I was like, okay, just chill out. Like, it hurt me that I couldn't wake up and give you your gift. You know, like, it, it hurt me. So I had to ask her, like, can you just, like, 
chill out a little bit. But I feel like she feels some she felt some type of way. Not solely towards me, but the whole her whole day, which I can understand. It's your birthday and you can't do nothing. You can't even really go outside. So I didn't take it to heart, but I knew that she felt some type of way. So I think when we have a disagreement or if I feel some type of way, I think I'm to the point where now I can communicate a little better. Like when she just said her cousin Didi who was at the house with me while Ed was away, she called her like Ed feeling some type of way and me and Ed, we just had a conversation and I was being dead ass with her. Like, you know, if I'm being a brat, like if I'm doing too much, if I'm being too, too much of a perfectionist because I just expect things to go my way, especially on my birthday. You only get one day out of 365 days to really celebrate you and really living another year so you know we just kind of went back and forth we didn't argue anything we just really had a moment of clarity and we just communicated she was like well i'll be home soon and then you know we ended up celebrating a little more later on that night but i just think in that moment it was very very like imperative for us to just communicate especially me because i was the one who was feeling some type of way and come to find out she was a little disappointed at how, how things panned out too but you know just being raw just being completely transparent definitely having a regard for how the other person feels because like i said i got a mouthpiece on me but just being like understanding that it's a true friendship like it's something that a lot of people never ever experience especially for the longevity that we have and just you know going with the flow and just hoping the best out of it and knowing it's gonna always come back full circle no matter what feelings i felt Definitely. Okay. I haven't done anything, so I don't know if he'll be able to answer this question. But for me, it's on the business tip. But just me personally, I know like I can get upset, so I do have to take. A, I do have to remove myself and vent before I go and be like, Louis, we need to get this done. Da, da, da. But I think he be knowing when I be serious. Um, like it's definitely two different tones. Like I don't want to be like super overbearing and super like I'm like a, his woman or nothing to that like I'm still a customer at the end of the day when it comes to business um and I acknowledge that I'm, I'm a customer I don't expect special privileges I pay him what he tell me to or what I tell him I own and then he just go with his plan <laughs> I'm just joking but no so um sometimes I have to Woo side myself and then um we I only remember one instance yeah it's only been I think once but the after talking to Steph and in the conversations we've had, like I know, I know when she upset. You know what I'm saying? I know which buttons she can get pushed from other people and be upset. But she has anxiety, and um, while I have some some She's anxiety, not I don't. I am very nonchalant about like. To me, I'm just like it ain't nothing like super super. It was two times. Two times. The grand opening. Oh. Lewis printed all of my shirts for the grand opening the day before the grand opening. I think it was. And I had anxiety up the ass. And that I don't think I was... Um, she wasn't... She wasn't... She didn't uh, push that out to me as much. Or like... Show it to... Display it to me as much. But... I just... I just kind of know. Um, and my thing... Like I know how I manage... Um, my time. And it's not always the greatest. But I always have like... Like I got... I, I'm trying to balance like the work. I'm trying to balance the... Um, the family. I'm trying to balance the printing... And then I'm trying to balance Steph's printing because that is much different from all the rest of the printing. Like these is like hundred hundred piece orders uh, at least once a week, and then like twenty piece orders a couple of times a week. So um, I knew I know when she is. 
So I know Steph from talking to her. So I know one of the things is like acknowledgement. Like if she feels like you are, um, I, maybe not, I ain't going to even say receptive. Like if you're not respecting, like one, you got the right to be upset. And I think even the time that we had the problem, she did not respond. I think she, I'm sure she blocked me. Uh, I don't block people. I didn't block you. I chose she to She didn't agree. respond. No, the green bubbles say something <laughs> way different. So, um, but I told her, like, I understand why you upset and I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm the type of person I've always been this way. Like, I'm okay with a person taking their space. Um, and when y'all are ready to talk, because I would rather us be able to communicate, the, you know what I'm saying, like, effectively. We don't have to have an argument. Me and her probably not going to ever have an argument because I'm just not the type of person who's going to engage in that with her. But I know if she was to come and it be an argument, I'm like, okay, it, it took a lot to get her to this argument. So I, I was uh, I was able to, I guess, empathize with that and just acknowledge yeah. that, hey, like I get what you're saying. And then whenever she was ready to come back from being upset or whatever, cool. I was right back printing. It's just one of them things like, I think probably started with like a rib or something, and then we right there. I think I texted you like, okay, I'm not mad I'm anymore. Not mad anymore. And I'm like, all right, cool. Come pick up the rest of these shirts and let me know what else I got to print. So. Then we back home. But yeah, it's important to know like who your who your friends are and and um what they respond to. And I think because we haven't we did, we've never in the few years we've been friends, we never had that type of situation but I think that goes to show just the time spent and how you learn the people you're around and that's extremely important yeah. so like even if I see him getting agitated if it has nothing I just be like let me just sit off to the side <laughs> let me like he gets the messing stuff up over there I'm like okay let me come over here and just fold some shirts and do x y and z give him his space too but I think it, it goes to show like you learn the people around yeah. you without what having to go through without having to go through that was a big piece was was I we had never been into no place where we needed to be into it it's where I could say um I should handle it this way because last time it went this way it was I remember her talking about certain stuff and like the stuff that uh was her trigger I just was like All right, I'm gonna go ahead and avoid that kind of stuff um because I know I'm but I'm big on self-accountability so if I feel like it's something that I need to do or not do then I'm you know what I'm saying I'd rather take Take that first. I'm not gonna argue with you about me being wrong. So, the time where my feelings was hurt, or I felt some type of way, is uh, when Mark got married, um, just last year. Congratulations again on that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, a little bit about me. Like I've been married before. I've been married twice actually. And, you know, I don't I don't live the whole life, but that's a whole nother thing. But uh, when bro got married, like at the reception, man, we was all just like having a good time, and it uh, it was time for him to. Do his little thing, you know, he do his little dance and get the little thing. I don't know what it's called. What's the thing called? What is it, garter? Whatever it's called. Garter. But, you know, he get that and then he throw it. Um, and At first, I was hesitant to even go up. I don't know why. I just, I wasn't even going to go up there. But then, um, I'm like, forget it. Let me go. I went up there and I was standing there. And he, like, playing around. He finna throw it. And he threw it up in the air. And it was crazy because... It landed like right at my foot. And I was sitting there, I, was, I reached down, somebody else reached down, they bagged it. You know how guys do like, oh, I don't really want it. So I picked it up and I'm like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? At that time, I just had my little chick or whatever, we was rocking. Um, but then, like out of nowhere, Mark like, fuck that, fuck that. And one of our other bros walked up and like, fuck that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cut the music. And I like stopped the DJ. 
and was like, you've been married twice. You don't need that and took it from me. And I, at first I was sitting there like, what in the world just happened? Uh, and then like he, so he did it again. I didn't say nothing because it's his wedding. Like I'm not going to ruin his wedding with my attitude. So I just went and sat, sat back off in the cut, had my drink. I was chilling. Then he threw it again. And this guy catch it. And I'm sitting there like, what in the... So y'all ain't gonna stop the music and say nothing about him? You know what I'm saying? And uh, I sat there for a second. I had a drink. And then I just left. Because I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna ruin this night or whatever. But I felt like everybody there don't know me. So they didn't know anything about me. And I just felt like cats took my personal story and kind of made it a joke. And not realized, like, it's not a, something that I brag about that I've been married twice. I'm only 32. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't, even though it happened, it's my life, it's still not something that's funny, you know what I'm saying? And I kind of felt like they made a joke about it. Uh, and I think the next day, or a couple days later, like at first I was it like... Was a, it was after the honeymoon. Yeah, it was probably uh, like was a week or so, or so yeah. later. Like, cause at first I was, like, I was like, I'm not rocking with Catch no more. Like, I'm, I love him, but you know what I'm saying? I'm good. And then I eventually hit him because we grown men, you know what I'm saying? And we supposed to be brothers, we friends. So I hit him up, I hit everybody up, like, hey, listen, this happened, I felt some type of way, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, actually, these two, my bros, like, actually said something back, like, you know, my fault, you know what I'm saying, like, they apologized to me, was I still a little salty, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, y'all my brother, so I'm still gonna rock with y'all, but just know, like, that ain't something that I'm proud of, and that didn't feel good for people to just make a joke of it, like, I ain't just joked about my life, and, it hurt it, you know what I'm saying? But we actually end up eventually like moving past it. We talked, you know what I'm saying? And it was just a, I felt better being able to come to them and say how I feel and then we can keep it moving rather than, you know, I go find some more friends. I'm like, my old guys, they did this to me. And that, like, I ain't going to go and talk about them to nobody else. You know what I'm saying? So just being able to talk uh, and then get an understanding. Like, it wasn't like, bro, you on something else. Like, you just crying. Like, cats actually took time to be like, dang, okay, I see what you mean. I feel you, my fault, you know what I'm saying? If that made that hurt you, like, bro, it ain't never nothing like that. So, you know, that was just, like, the one standout after. Besides that, I don't think it's really been a time. I, I completely get where you're coming from with saying that. And I, I don't have, I'm not excusing what I did at all. Um, but what I can do is just kind of give, <clears throat> excuse me, like, like more insight into our friendship. Yeah. Our friendship. Like anybody that know dudes friendships. Pretty much know. That it ain't too many things that's off limits. You know what I'm saying. Especially, especially with our friendship. Yeah. It's not a whole. The only thing that's really. Like to me. Just sitting here thinking of it right now. The only thing I know that's off limits. Between us. And, and obviously, it's, it's, it's changed, but the only thing I can think of, like, off top that's off limits with us is, like, deceased relatives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But everything else, that shit, everything Every else, that shit fair game. Mamas, <laughs> your, your, your kids, your aunties. Everything. You know, we finna fuck with you on everything. So, the night of the wedding, you know, if you was there, you know, we was lit. Party. Drinking, I I had before before we got upstairs to the reception, I probably had about eight shots. He was scared. So, so we got we got up there. 
I'm feeling the liquor, you know what I mean? Our friendship, the way it is, you know, not realizing who was all there. I just see my my guy, so I'm like, I'm gonna talk shit like I'm like like I, do, like I do when I'm with my guys. And like Tyson brought it to my attention. And then even when we were doing some edits and looking at our wedding video, and I seen that shit, I couldn't even watch that shit. Cause I'm like, damn. I really did that shit. And, and like you say, motherfuckers in the back, they laughing and shit. They don't know you. And, and I felt shitty. But when, when you said something, I was receptive towards that. Right. And you know, if this that same situation would have happened 10 years ago, shit, maybe even like five or six years ago, we probably wouldn't even be sitting here right now. Because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But ju just the growth and us realizing that like, like we men, you know what I mean? We we taking care of households. We taking care of kids. We should be able to handle our oh, personal relationships bad. and shit too, and our issues amongst each other. So, I I think that that issue brought a whole another type of understanding. And then the fact that I should I don't know about you, but I I really respected and admired the fact that you could have came to us with that shit. You know what I mean? Mm. That you did come to us with that shit. Because at first, I was like, man, this nigga tripping. And then I thought about it, <laughs> no. and I was like, damn, you know, he, he right. He got a point. Like, these was his real feelings. He could, he could express that shit. It, it, like, nothing's off limit with us. So, in a room with just us, man, let me have it, though. Like, bro, you just keep messing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got four kids. Like, no, you gonna keep having babies? Like, we can joke about that when it's us. But then it was like, all these other people? Like, yeah. I don't know them. And yeah. so somebody else would have said something, it would have been a fight because y'all can get away with it, but nobody else ain't going to say that. And so it's like, y'all just kind of put me out there. But like you said, bro, we grown now, so it's, I'm able to, man, this is how I feel. You know what I'm saying? And that was it, so. Now, for me, uh, I ain't never had no issue with Marcus. I can't even think of one, to be honest with you. It's just like, it's been solid as hell since day one. But, uh. Tyson never had issue too until the, that point, that wedding, you know, and I, this would be my first time really speaking on it because I ain't really said much through the text at all, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little salty about it and it had me feeling a certain way, you know what I'm saying, because it was like, I had nothing to do with it yet, I was in the middle of it, you know, I was like guilty by association. You always get guilty oh, by association. <laughs> you know what, I dealt with it with someone else, but then I had to deal with you, I got real pissed because I was like, what the fuck did I do, you know what I'm right. saying, and I felt I needed some type of, like, my own apology, you know what I'm saying? Maybe not, it might be selfish of me, but, you know, I, I didn't do nothing wrong, you know what right. I'm saying? I was just there, and then when, you know, we had that text, and it was like, I get it, and I respected you completely, but at the same time, I was like, you ain't do nothing. Right. <laughs> your, your choice of words, at, at one point, it just had me feeling like, yeah. what the fuck? He, like, he came out hard. He came out real hard. He came out hard as a bitch. I was mad. I'm glad I got to say something. I feel a little better now. Most definitely. Uh, and as a man, like I apologize to you because you had nothing to do with it. But in that group text with us, with the bros, you just kind of got thrown in it. And my choice of words was kind of like, fuck everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just done dealing with cats. Um, and that wasn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't do anything to deserve that. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, I appreciate it, you know, I love you, I'm gonna always be here for you, you know what I'm saying, we just move past it and grow from it, but, um, 
that's another that's a growth point though is just realizing yeah. when you gotta be direct with what you're saying you know what I'm saying on my end because sometimes we can be you know we can just throw everybody into that and it like no it was really you but I'm just gonna put everybody into the mix which I think sometimes some of our brothers done did a lot of you know what I'm saying so I love you bro you know what I'm saying that's my yeah, part like I said it got me out of character too. I, I'm not the sensitive type I don't let shit get to me like my that my words bro you know yeah. like my words yeah, I was, I, was, I was sensitive that day. <laughs> Had I been near you, I, I would have probably punched you, bro. It would have probably been all love. We could have we put on some love. I would have punched you. We could have put on some love. I would have hugged it up after. So it's interesting because I think I'm almost positive that when something is bothering us, we communicate in different ways. I honestly, I'm almost positive that we don't even know each other's style when we upset with each other. I think that's kind of funny. So how do you deal with it
conversations with her face to face or if I have to wait for a situation to pop up to like resurface a certain conversation like so remember that one time but she do swear I yell at her a lot I don't yeah it's so funny and now I know this so I'm gonna talk my voice out I just talk loud it's a McCullum thing you know, we talked loud. Yo, we was just swears I yell at her all the time. Ooh, we went to go see Jay-Z in um, Miami on his child. <laughs> and it's like six, four of us. So we walking. And they say something because now it's so many cars. There's so many Ubers. You can't find your Uber. He trying to find us. We trying to find him. And we just want to be gone. Uh -huh. The fool said something to me, and I turned around and I was like, "It's this way," and she was like, "Yelling much?" Dude, we, were, me, and the other two friends the other were all looking at each other. Swear like, to God, she oh, and I was like, "I wasn't yelling." She, she, she gotta be talking to y'all. She, she I was ahead. To? I was ahead of you, honey. I needed to project wait. my voice behind me. Wait, and I want wait, and I want friends to say. And I want friend gonna say, "No, talk to me in the pebbles voice that you talk to with your nigga."
how she got off at like nine. I'm living in Chicago. I lived in a beautiful housing complex, but you have to get through the ghetto, the ghetto, to get to my beautiful housing complex. So I left her my keys or whatever. In return, at about nine o'clock, I checked on her. Hey, how you doing? She all like, oh, I'm still at work. I got sick. They want me to make my hours up. I'm like, okay. How am I getting the house? Or whatever. She like, what you mean? You can wait in your car. Eight rules. I just worked a 12-hour shift. You worked eight. You slept two hours because you wasn't feeling well. And you thought that I was going to sit in my car at 11 o'clock at night when I got home. That couldn't have even made sense considering I was accommodating you to make sure you could get in and didn't have to sit outside in the middle of the ghetto just to get to my house. So she gets mad. She blows up. First thing she says is, you don't treat me like you do envy. We talking apples and oranges, boo. So it was 2017, my birthday, and Ed was messing with we're gonna call her Ellen. Okay. Yeah, Ellen. we're gonna call her Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> Ed was messing with Ellen. Okay, so listen, y'all. This was a very sad day for me. Like I have was going through a divorce. My depression was horrible. Um, I contemplated suicide. And so I woke up like I need to go to church. I call Ed, like, go to church with me. She's like, okay. So we get up, we go to church, and her vibe is completely off. Like, not my best friend vibe. Like, where she couldn't even tell something was wrong with me, I don't think. Like, that's how I knew we weren't connected. But we went to church anyway. We get there, Ed walks off and takes a call. And she was like, I'm here now, just pray for me. Don't know who she was talking to, but I know it made me feel uneasy. That was like the first red flag. We go to church, we're at, we go to church, and you know, we, um, after church, I drop her back off, and before she gets out, she asks me about Ellen. If I, she felt some type of way about Ellen, she felt like I was talking to Ellen. Mind you, I ain't never went to the other side on, in my entire life. Like, nothing's wrong with that, but it's just like me. Like, I am a, I, I like guys. And then the other, the biggest thing about it all was like, loyalty is big with me. Like, if you know me, then you know I'm loyal to you. I don't care if you're not friends with me no more. Like, I still will never cross you. That's just who I am. So that really, really hurt me. Like, that you would even think that I will cross you in that type of way. Like, you're my best friend. Like, I would never. Like, we ask, we will pull up pictures of guys on the, on social media, like, you know him? If you say, yeah, even if you had one conversation with him, he cut. We're not talking to him. That's just the type of friendship we have. Mm -hmm. So, for you to even assume that I would do that, like, that hurt me. And at that very moment, I thought I lost my best friend. Yeah, so I feel like our friendship was tested by an outside source um, back in 2017. Um, I had just started living on my own, but I had gone through a lot mentally as well, you know, with suicide, depression, PTSD, anxiety. And at the time, 2017, I was 24 years old. So I, in my eyes, I feel like I was so young compared to how mature I am now. So at the time I was dealing with a young lady 
and um come to find out when i first started talking well really me and this young lady we had been like solid friends for a while i want to say since maybe 2011 2012 um so almost five years at that point so when i told eb about this person you know i was like oh that's just my friend and i knew eb wasn't you know she had never been gay before so i didn't think anything of it and we were cool at the start of our friendship and then somebody who i was working with she was like you spend a lot of time with this girl like that's pretty much your girlfriend i'm like oh, okay so at that point is when the light kind of clicked on for me like maybe a nigga gay you know what i mean like maybe i do like this girl so um, Ellen and I, we had a conversation and we both agreed that we would be in a relationship. Um, Eb, she was going through her divorce. She was going through a lot mentally as well. Um, so I remember one time we went over to Eb's house. She was there down at Oak Creek. And her and Ellen and my goddaughter, Riel, and little Bailey, they were all in the kitchen. And little old me, I was left in Brielle and Bailey's playroom to clean up the playroom area because it was you know going to be moving out soon and so it just like out of nowhere it kind of clicked because i'm sweating bullets and shit i'm like hold on i'm the only one really putting in work to help make this moving project a success so i just kind of tiptoed out of the little play area and i look over into the kitchen and they kick in and spending time with the kids and i'm like nigga that's my place you know what i mean like i if if i can't be having fun turning up with y'all in the kitchen i feel like at least we all need to be cleaning up and focusing on the purpose and then we can kick it and kiki later so i just kind of felt some type of way so then fast forward to eb's birthday i actually had a birthday party for her and it was me eb her big sister my other best friend and the girl that i was talking to at the time along with the kids and we were all at the house yada 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 and i remember like kind of directly whispering but kind of speaking to my other best friend that you know um you know just keep an extra set of eyes out for me because i was cooking i was baking the cake doing all this other stuff for her birthday long story short i guess it really did feel some type of way when we came back from church and i confronted her about it and i was just like you know who was at the house this is how i felt um and then she kind of clapped back with what she experienced when we was at the birthday party at my house and so in that moment i don't know if we got like clarity but i knew that i felt some type of way she felt some type of way we were both going through things mentally and like she said she felt like i lost my best friend i'm an aries i really don't give a fuck now i do if if fast forward to 2020 if the you know situation transpired or the outside source came in and you know tried to impact our friendship i most definitely would i think we both would handle it differently but in that moment i was like well shit fuck this shit like i'm already going through so much i was losing my car my house you know i was gay like it was just a lot i was going through like i was kind of stressed out and i just felt like we both needed each other when we had that conversation but we just it was just so touchy it was just too yeah. many touchy issues to really you know what i mean like rectify that situation so we just had to grow apart and um it took about six months for things to come back full circle so this was in september of 2017 i didn't start coming back around until uh bria birthday march 20th march of 2018 so it was a solid six months and then we just had to be apart exactly but we came back stronger look at us now every time
Look at us now. Because that, in that moment, we was definitely Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh, I was about to let that ass out. But <laughs> oh, we no, good. No. We good. She got <laughs> Period. God ain't build me this way for no reason, baby. No. <laughs> we got the magic happening. Got a feeling it's great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Relationship Goals, the podcast, is a full circle television production. Relationship Goals, the podcast, was recorded in Everyday Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our audio engineer is Dooch, and our executive producers are Marcus and Kayla Lewis Allen. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's so much more to see on FullCircleTelevision.com. Log on to experience Relationship Goals, the series, in a whole new way. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Television. Peace, y'all.